0: Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me, Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nera, and today I'm joined by Todd Barats, a certified sex therapist, licensed individual, and couples psychotherapist who specializes in sex and relationships. He is joining me for a special episode. It's round two of Let's Talk About Sex. So let's jump right in. We want you guys to ask us any questions right
1: yeah um all right well the first one is got back with my ex we're oh, live
0: at todd's page okay. wave again click
1: the question and answer okay right. so go on so you go can on see. your
0: diagnosis
1: <laughs> we're trying to answer and she's just trying um okay so you can see the question below got okay. back with my ex how to avoid people opinion how do i avoid people's opinions affecting the joy well one i mean joy that's great
0: yeah. What do you mean people are, are you feel judged? Does he or she or they feel judged for being back with their ex by friends? Is that what's happening?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of cultural stigma of about you break up with somebody, you never speak to them again, they're dead to you. And if you do, you're doing something really unhealthy.
0: Yes. And with my ex, that would be true.
1: <laughs>
0: no, honestly. Okay. So, so, but, but I think sometimes people think this because if they've, Spoken ill of their ex or maybe their friends have then told them I never liked him or her. Maybe that's what's going on.
1: Yeah. But so basically a case by case, Mm -hmm. you know, context matters. But at the end of the day, you just this person said it's affecting your joy. So if you're literally feeling joy, I mean, (laughs) oh, other people's opinions are. Yeah. 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 Well, then you know what?
0: I would say goodbye to those friends.
1: Yeah, and I would tell them and just be direct and be like, look, I'm really happy. I know that this is maybe difficult for you, but for me, I'm really enjoying this, so I'd really appreciate your support. Um, and if they can't be supportive, I mean, fuck them. Uh, what's w- why we don't want to engage they in relationships? They may be jealous. Mm-hmm. Could be. They could be jealous. They could, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, whatever. Um, enjoy. Enjoy yes. whatever you've cultivated. Nice oh,
0: remember. and this, my ex is persistent. We stay friends. I'm still into him, which I told him. He seems to ignore it. Oh, no, no, no. No. I think if you're still into someone that you broke up with and they want to stay friends with you, that's like keeping you in the closet. Like as a, you know, hidden secret or if they want to call you up because they know that you still have feelings for them. I don't think that's a good thing. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Like someone could get hurt and it'll be the person that still has feelings, especially if the ex knows they have feelings.
1: I don't know. I hurt myself pacing while on the phone. I like broke my toe. Actually, it's like sprained. But I I don't know. I think we have this kind of culture around how to avoid getting hurt. I don't know. I don't know if there's a universal answer because we could say that. Like, in an ideal world, sure, we would disconnect from somebody if the relationship was causing us pain. But the reality is that things aren't always that black and white and we may not be able to or feel like we even want to disconnect from somebody. And we engage sometimes in relationships that aren't like the paradigm of health. I mean, I'm not discouraging people from taking space from their ex. I'm just I'm just trying to think a little bit. Uh, larger about how we view relational pain and how we try to avoid it. Um, because I see a lot of people in, in therapy and most people are just so ashamed at the decisions they're making when it comes to interacting with their ex. Right. So
0: I'm just trying to protect yeah. people from getting hurt.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Well, no, I think it's really painful when you break up with someone. And they still, like, they are done, but you have feelings for them and then they want to be friends. Like, I just think that's okay. They're going to use you as a booty call. Just saying. That's my opinion.
1: I mean, in that case, it might be helpful to take space. Yeah. Either way, there's no right or wrong. How I mean, you, you really Obviously, just have to... yeah,
0: how you're feeling, how yeah. they feel.
1: How can I heal my abandonment issues?
0: <laughs> I'm going to leave <laughs> that to you.
1: <laughs> I've been asked, how do I resolve this? How do I resolve that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a cynical and um, pessimistic person. Some abandonment issues, some traumas, some attachment shit – is something that we can work through and we can find a safe relationship and we can heal in the context of that relationship. But some issues, they're just gonna persist. I think the idea of how do I get from the bottom of a mountain to the top of the mountain isn't the question. Like we have to just start focusing on how do you get one foot in front of the other and just keep moving and keep mm-hmm. understanding the things that are going on in your body as you're moving forward towards whatever the destination is if resolution is possible, sometimes it's tolerance and acceptance. Um, other times it's patience. Um, but I think you know the idea of healed, as, in past tense is hard. The idea of resolution, period, end of sentence. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's I, it's hard. What's I, been your personal experience with, with that? abandonment? I mean, I with abandonment or trauma or whatever.
0: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind with abandonment is, did something happen in your childhood? I yeah. just feel like it always goes back to the child with something like that.
1: But what's been your personal process with healing, recovery, oh, with, whatever? with feeling and with abandonment? Thinking, not necessarily with abandonment, just in, in anything, like any kind of trauma or challenge you've had. I
0: think you have to realize, or for me, I yes, had to yeah. start realizing that I have self-worth and not making choices that were basically diminishing my self-worth.
2: Mm-hmm. It takes
0: a long time, and I think you have to go through a lot of stages, a lot of you know, crying and, and realizing, like, why am I doing this to myself? Whether it was, like, go- dating men that really this had no future or, or you know, this person's asking about abandonment issues. Why do you feel abandoned? And I always go to, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, I used to I used to have a major abandonment issues. And my shrink in New York said it was because I was on a train once when I was four and the doors shut. And my mom and dad were in the other car. <laughs> you just... You, are you? Is that your like
1: is response? That, are you? Is, is that, that your response? Actually, wait, no, I don't. Is that your, Is that your? Is that a joke?
0: No, that was like one of his. Things. I was like, okay, I'm. Do
1: not, you subscribe to that?
0: No, I mean, I, I think of yourself. Well, I th- do you think that your personality is developed by the age of five, like your like major things that I do.
1: Uh I, no. Well,
0: I'll send you some articles. I was so much
1: a better person when I was five. It's just been downhill for me.
0: Well, right, because of everything maybe that happened. <laughs> that up happened to
1: after five. five.
0: Well, I mean, like though, how you reacted to it.
1: How I, I reacted to everything. Oh, I don't remember. I, I dissociated throughout my childhood.
0: But that's my point. <laughs> like how you reacted to everything, after five. I'm dissociated right now. You are. You yeah, don't know I'm where we here. are. I mean, that's a, that's. I mean, you could talk about that for hours. I think everyone has different reasons for feeling abandoned, and I would always, I would always go back to your childhood. And see if there's something there.
1: Yes, but do you think these things can be resolved? I do. Period. Okay, so done, over with. It's in my. It's I, don't in my it's, past. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like a resolved.
0: On. I don't think it's so much resolved. Period. It never comes back. But I think it can get easier.
1: Oh yes. I will say that. Sure. I think it
0: can get easier, and I think it depends on the level of abandonment that you had.
1: Right. I mean, personally, I've been working through things a lot, but then recently, shit has come up again. Things that I was like. This still? This fucking thing still? And I don't know. It's kind of changed the way – Not, it's not changed the way because, like, I always knew this. But I don't know. I don't know if we're ever really fully done with stuff. I, don't, I think
0: that's a good point. And I, I think that's a red flag when someone's therapist is like, you don't need a lot of therapy or this is easy because I don't think it is.
1: Yeah, or, like, this is going to solve your trauma. I mean, yeah, I think it's going yeah. to help heal some wounds, but it's not going to make you, like – Never have a scar, or never be triggered, or never yeah. experience pain f- that originates from the original wounding, or whatever. You yeah. know, when it comes to some of these issues, you cannot work through them without working through them. So, like, if you've experienced trauma or any attachment issues or abandonment, etc., like you can't just hope that time will heal all wounds because that's bullshit. Um, yeah, it is. You got go to go like, into the yeah, fire to come to out of it. You have to do hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's hard true and painful.
0: Or turn to drugs.
1: What? Where? What?
0: What? <laughs> Prescription drugs. Where? <laughs> maybe like you know, medicine maybe help you.
1: Well, yeah. Or I mean, watching
0: Dexter. I mean, you know? well, when
1: you say "or turn to drugs," I um,
0: <laughs> I meant like I have turn... flashbacks. <laughs> well, you ha- that's see that didn't work for you. No, Sometimes it, it works work for me. people.
1: Cocaine just wasn't. the No, solution I'm not talking to about cocaine. Panic.
0: Maybe you need to go to the desert, do some mushrooms. Uh, you know, like, have a different vision. Have you
1: long- gone to the desert yes, and done mushrooms?
0: I've, I, I didn't know that. We, you know, why must you know everything about me right now? You get upset.
1: You're so withholding, and we've You're been through this. You're withholding, and we're not going to, you know what, we're not. And she thinks it's.
0: We're not going to, because he withheld something very big, guys, and we're not going to go into it. it, it Next it, no. question.
1: <laughs>
0: trust, how do you rebuild trust with yeah. your partner once it's broken?
1: What stuck out to you about this question?
0: I mean, I'm someone that I think it's I think it's hard to get certain trust back if someone's really broken it.
1: Mm-hmm. Not saying like it can't be done Without where you were betrayed. And
0: it was more with a friend than a, a boyfriend. But yeah, I think it's I think it's really hard.
1: Did you rebuild that trust or do you trust them? Or are they dead to you? No, Have you they're, killed... they're dead to me. They're buried in her backyard.
0: Could be, you know.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Oh. Don't be careful.
1: Um, so if you don't want to get murdered, just don't betray <laughs> <Take it. laughs>
0: No, but I feel like you take, you'll have better of, like, I think it's, I think it's like if you really want it to work, you, I would, I would say find a therapist to work through it of how they broke your trust and why, but I think it's hard, especially if it's some, if you're asking about it, if you were cheated on, I think that's, um, hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, if
0: you're if you're not in an open relationship, you know what I mean, and you re- and then suddenly your trust, I mean, how can you trust someone again?
1: Well, I mean, you have to do things. Well, you don't know have always it's kind say kind of you like meet what I was someone. saying about the trauma thing. Like if you want to recover from something because a betrayal is a variety of relational trauma, you have to do stuff. But I often see couples and excuse me, uh, they said that you know there was some kind of infidelity. It was two years ago, and I was like, "What did did you guys do anything to work through this?" And um, you know, the answer is usually no. What
0: do you mean? They didn't do anything.
1: No, okay. there was some kind of apology and whatever, but you have to repair it in one way or another. Now, sure, there are there are people that can just automatically bounce back, but who rarely? I don't I don't know that. Okay. I would imagine though they, <laughs> that they, ooh, that there must be. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I see couples. Who rebuild trust after big betrayals and they are stronger than ever. I see couples who just can't. People who try to and after years they try to make it work and they simply can't. And the challenge is really working with them to accept the fact that they can't accept their uh, – they can't rebuild the trust for their partner. And that's really sad too, Acknowledge. What that.
0: is an exercise someone could do?
1: Um, well, I mean – it really has to hurt from one person who does the betraying being remorseful and apologizing and really conveying a sense of empathy as to um, expressing how they understand having hurt their partner. Um, I see many people who aren't remorseful who blame their partners, whether it's a infidelity oh. or a lie of whatever. Um, and they're not. And that's usually not a good sign. Um, so first, you know, you kind of want to start from there. And hopefully there's some apologies. But then you really have to understand if we're talking about infidelity. Um, we have to kind of write the story of what happened if a couple wants to make it work. It can't be about good versus bad. It can't be a moral issue. It's usually a relational issue. Sometimes it's sexual. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's specific to the individual. Sometimes it's specific to the couple. I mean, there are just so many reasons why. And it's not It's rarely because someone's just a bad person. So you really have to write the story. Trust is not about surveillance. It's not about reading text messages and getting access to all passwords. That doesn't work. And it's not, you know, an ongoing punishing of, well, you did this to me. And, uh, you know, trust is a part of something that we have with ourselves. You know, I give you my trust that you're not going to hurt me. Um, So part of repairing that trust is repairing the idea that I um, willingly put myself in a position where I got hurt. And the other thing is, is not to live in denial. The trust is not, you will never, ever hurt me again because you are, we're terrible and now you're going to be good. And that involves no betrayals. Trust is, I don't know if it was a said or no, it was somebody else. Uh, they said to the trust is the belief um, that if you hurt me again, we'll work through it. And that kind of has to be uh, a working definition. But for some people, they are broken, they're gutted, and they're yeah. let out and they can't move on. So.
0: Oh, somebody wants to be in the video.
1: Okay. Oh, oh hi. We're hi. Oh my gosh, this is so it's
3: really exciting. really to see you. Hi, good
1: to see you. Do you have a question?
3: About six months ago, I was in a relationship for 17 years.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We were high school sweethearts, and infidelity happened pretty early on, and it was all me. I'm the villain here. But throughout well, the whole relationship, it's basically what you just talked about. Stop using the word villain. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. You're right. It just never got better as far as I felt like I was always the bad guy that I deserved to be treated the way I was treated Um, even though to him he he was doing everything he could be so finally I decided to leave just pack Mm -hmm. up leave move change cities which was the best decision ever but why do I feel as if I want him to understand that I was hurting too.
1: Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that sounds normal. like normal. 17 he, years, is even so
3: to this day, or even till now, even till yesterday, I finally gave him a call. I finally after oh, wow. six months and was Not just, like, I just want you to understand I was hurting too. Like there was a why that I did this, and he couldn't. He well, he just always circled it back to, well, you did this.
1: Okay, well, I mean, one, yeah. I mean, this sounds incredibly painful. Um, I'm I'm Theory. I'm interested why, I mean, you don't need his permission to feel and be in pain. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you want him to know that you're in pain. I'm wondering, did you share that pain with him while you were together?
3: Yes, that was the big issue. Like, it just wasn't, you know, there wasn't a connection. And I, we, we talked about it. I tried talking about it. Apparently, there was communication issues, but... We just didn't communicate well together. At the end of the day, we just couldn't communicate with each other. There wasn't any issues.
0: It sounds like it's good that you finally I'm sure that was really hard to finally go. And this happened yes. six months ago. Wow.
3: Yes. Okay. How are you doing? Yeah. I am doing really good. Oh, um, good. Honestly, after talking oh, to well, I, well, that's a good sign. After talking yeah.
0: to us, you feel great.
3: You're welcome. No, <laughs> like well that too, but I uh called him out of the blue and just because it's been on my mind because he's mm-hmm. like talking to my sisters about this and that and it's like I'm not that bad guy he's oh, like no, him and I his can't. friends are yeah
0: I don't like when they're just calling up the family it's like it's done
1: I it's know you're
0: having
1: another yeah. opinion Todd. anyway go on no I mean unless, just makes me bad. I'm just I'm just I'm I feel like you're probably in a very painful space right now. Ending a relationship and doing so in a way that sounds kind of traumatic and scary, packing up and leaving, um, that sounds really awful. Um, So I'd imagine that you're probably like spinning and spiraling at times randomly throughout the day or week about what happened, what he's think, they're thinking, what your family's thinking, what you're thinking, who thought what, blah, blah, you know, and kind of rapid fire hypervigilance around this kind of Mm. pain. Cause this is a really big fucking loss. And um, you know, it, this is a lot of grief and I think you're probably going to be grieving this for a while um, and it's going to be painful, um, but it's through the pain that I think you're going to work through a lot of things and you're going to grow from. But uh, instead of answering kind of some of these questions I think I just kind of want to acknowledge uh, that this sounds really awful. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, Every no. day I
0: feel like it's like with of like you have to think like, It'll get better. You know what I mean? It just takes time. I mean, I, I, that's, I think anyone breaking up, especially for that amount of time, it's just, it's sad.
3: Yeah, I uh, definitely went on a little hiatus on social media. Yeah. Um, but okay. after realizing that nothing's going to change on his side, that he's not going to understand that I was hurt, I decided to show my vulnerability on social media. And my um, story turned it up to be like 20 minutes long of me telling the world of what happened. But I got so much support and I feel really good.
1: Well, I mean, but... sometimes I talk to people and they end relationships and it's so awful and it's terrible and it's really painful. Other times it's a big relief. Other times it's both and mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I hope that you can start working through some of this stuff with somebody. Yeah, yeah I've tried. I'm on your waiting list.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh okay. maybe I'll see you Maybe soon. he needs to go to the top.
1: <laughs> if you're there. <laughs> I'll reach out, coming on and sharing that Yes,
0: bye.
1: Thank you.
4: bye. Maybe someone else? Hi. Oh,
0: hi. Hello.
4: Hi. Hey. Uh, thank you for coming on and joining us. Well, thank you for having uh, this thing. Uh, I wanted to ask something um, related to what you just said about communicating and vulnerability with someone you're dating. I've been seeing this guy for like two months now. Everything was going quite well. Mm-hmm. When suddenly he snapped at me like it was a few days ago for being too open and vulnerable. And he was like, oh, you're whiny, your energy has been down for a couple of days. And I was just on my, on my period. Basically, I was just like having a couple of bad days, but it's yeah. not who I am. And I'm just wondering if I'm the pro- problem here or maybe he is, because in my nature, I'm very joyful and everything is... I'm also just getting to know the guy. So my question is, is being, vu- can we be too vul- vulnerable with some- someone we're dating? Like, is is there something like oversharing? Is it a thing or, you know, am I being clear? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you're oh, being very sure. clear. I don't know. I mean, I no, I don't think there's like a too vulnerable thing, I mean, obviously, there are boundaries there, but I mean if you're in a bad mood and you're sharing things and it's the beginning of the relationship I, this is the idea of you're feeling like you're doing too much and he's saying you're too much and it sounds like you're not feeling connected to uh, a sense of security and confidence in how you're feeling or you're questioning it and you're doing a lot of self doubt here i mean what he if what he if what you said is what he said, i mean it sounds like like he's being a jerk um, and he's really <laughs> mean and maybe like something to pay attention to, maybe concerning a little bit. And you might want to check in with him about that and say, look, you know, you've been really sweet for the past few months and then like, what happened? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> not I, every
0: day, everyone can be in a great mood. Like that's just not realistic. Yeah,
1: so I don't think it doesn't seem like you did anything wrong. That's but... w-
4: that's why I don't get it. I mean, yeah, maybe i am yeah. everything okay. up like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. But I mean there's kind of too vulnerable. I don't even know what that would mean. I mean maybe if you just well, meet somebody on first date and you start crying about your childhood trauma. I mean that there's like there's timing, right? So it's not right. wrong to share about your childhood trauma, but maybe like the first 5 minutes you meet somebody is not the right time. You need to stop doing that. I know I'm trying to stop, but um but no, I don't think that it doesn't sound like.
0: Um... No, he kind of sounds. I'm sorry, I I jumped to conclusions, but he sounds like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like any guy that suddenly is like, "What?" Just because you have your period, it's like I think that's someone that is expecting you to be like the happy girl every day, yeah. and that's just not realistic for women. Uh-huh. Men, you know.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Well, since we didn't label exactly our relationship, I mean, he he's not my boyfriend. We're still in the dating phase, so maybe right. he was. I mean, I expected him maybe to like reassure me. Not even reassure me. Just listen to me, you know. And right. I don't know. Maybe my expectations of him are too high, also. So I was just. No, I think no,
0: I, I think, think it's just good you're seeing this now. Yeah. You just take it as information. Yeah. Information yeah. That you want to
4: know. Um,
1: and you know, yeah. expecting kindness and respect and compassion and empathy isn't. You know, those are kind of baseline. Yep. I it I get it happening. though
0: sorry to interrupt I think as women mm-hmm. we think like am not expecting too much
4: exactly like, because you're, you're being really- crazy or clingy yeah or I'm like, and you don't I want to do
0: those things but like, like, you know no I mean you start to think in that way and I it's sad but I think a lot of women go to that mm-hmm. but I don't think you're expecting too much with this and this sounds just like information to pay attention to you know
1: yep. yep yeah I would talk to him about it and be like what happened you were nice and all of a sudden I feel like this is new information for me, like what's going on.
4: Okay, so that's the adult thing to do because- Yeah, yeah. and also
1: on your own, I would really encourage you to explore some of that self-doubt, because it sounds like you're really questioning yourself and not feeling as if you can like really connect to, I'm feeling this, I know that it's okay, this is part of how I see myself and understand myself as opposed yeah. to, he's telling me I shouldn't feel this way and now I'm questioning it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's sounds true. like a little bit of a disconnect between uh, in
4: yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm um, actually seeing a shrink and uh, it's going well. <laughs> 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 so and I think women do that more than men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do.
0: I'm telling you.
1: Insecurity and personal value, it's not gender specific. I'm saying,
0: am I expecting too much? I'm saying it's that.
1: Still, it's still, expectations aren't gender specific. It's its all genders, all people, depending on the background and their you history. You know, stop trying to
0: one up. We are I'm not trying one to one up. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, but I'm just saying, it's, it's not like, it's not a gender-specific thing. So it's something to just, it's a caveat there. All
4: right. Yeah.
1: Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Yes. Uh, and good luck.
4: Thank you so much. Thanks. Good Goodbye, guys. Bye.
2: Hi. Hi. I want to be kind of expecting. Hi. To, uh, hi. Hi, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Thanks for coming and joining us.
2: Uh, uh, cool. Do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. So I'm a journalist and I write for, like, major... You know magazines and mostly about like relationships mm-hmm. we did this piece for cosmopolitan recently about how like men coast like after the first three months right and it's mostly about how like men avoid confrontation whereas women like to like talk about things a lot within that same timeline i think i noticed one of your posts which said Stop labeling things like, as toxic or narcissistic and la la la, but a lot of the times what women are experiencing is you know like this intense phase of love bombing and then sun coasting or discarding and then these women, including myself, we just struggle with trusting our own gut and trust trusting anything whatsoever like it it's come to a point where you kind of kind you you can't trust anything that just like men in general can i don't know say in the first few days and i'm just kind of always interested how you can work around that anxiety because that seems to be becoming a trend now so yeah how
1: how you can work around the anxiety of getting hurt
2: no yeah I, but like,
0: life, like a story you're telling yourself that I yeah. talk
1: about. like i can't it's like oh well
2: and Like, a lot of the times, like, I mean, we kind of don't want to self-diagnose someone as narcissistic or being love-bombed or Mm. being gaslighted, right? But a lot of us now are so aware of these words Mm. because, not just because of pop culture, because, you know, like, we're going through it a lot now. And so there are moments when I'm like, is he really gaslighting me or is this in my head? Is this like a narcissistic tendency or, you know, like what he just said or did? Or am I being too sensitive? Which, again, comes back to what she said. We tend to, like, as women, question ourselves a lot and not, like, kind of, I don't know, trust our gut. But I don't know. How do you make that distinction if feel being valid or if it's, if it's I think just if in you- our head? I don't
0: know. I think if you're questioning it, then something is off. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. why I mean. I mean, it's like women's intuition. I know you don't want to do gender, but I'm telling you, yeah. she is agreeing with I me. Is. It's more of a woman thing. Like, yeah. I, I think if you have that in your mind, something's yeah. off. And when you meet someone that, oh, this is going to work, you're not, you don't even think about that. Yeah. Know? Uh, that that's been my experience and a lot of girlfriends and I and I think and even guy friends like where if something is off it probably is, you know? It's like or yeah. if I just think you have to listen to your gut and what it's saying.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I posted the, you know, the narcissist is a toxic thing and also something similar, which is stop looking for red flags, is because when you're focusing on the other person, you're disconnecting from what it is that you're feeling, which might be anxiety about, are they, what's going on? They're not returning my text messages. It's been five hours, it's been two days. You're not paying attention to that. And the focus is more so on the other person and being judged or rejected by them, as opposed to the one doing the judging, as opposed to the one doing the rejecting. And I'm not like saying reject everybody if they're like not returning text message. But what I am saying is to focus on giving yourself the power to notice that you feel something in response to somebody's behavior, as opposed to analyzing their Mm -hmm. behavior and then wondering if your analysis of that behavior is correct and how to respond to their behavior. And it's kind of like it's flipping it and focus more so on. I didn't like the fact that they didn't respond to my text message or that they said this thing or I was being vulnerable and they told me I was being too much or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not something that I like and that's not something that I can cultivate a connection with because I don't feel safe. You know, I would say really pay attention as similar to what Mm -hmm. you're saying is, pay attention to what you're feeling. Use those feelings as the red flags or green flags or whatever fucking flags to (laughs) to guide you in terms of who to pursue and who not to pursue. But there are people that you're gonna be with where you're not going to feel that stuff. They're like clear. Um, direct. Uh, I mean, they're few and far between. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, but it's
0: true. You even said that once too, where you were like, if you ha- are wondering, then this person is going to contact you. Probably not a great. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're texting, that's you. But anyone that's, well, are they gonna? Or should I text them out? It's probably like there's a reason you're feeling that way, and you probably shouldn't. T- you know what I mean? Like yeah, why? You, if you're, you you're feeling to pay attention yeah. to yourself, and, and if you're doubting yourself, that's not who you want to be with. Uh
2: yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's why it's I hang like out. Good- And in a pattern going on, where I just see like a lot of women because we kind of don't know where the distinction lies. Like if someone's gaslighting it, we want to believe, okay, this is gaslighting. But we again also don't want to believe that not everything is gaslighting, not everything is toxic, not everything is narcissistic. Well, the distinction is in your
1: feelings. They're they're in how you feel Mm. with the person. If you feel like you're being gaslit, it doesn't make a difference if you're being gaslit or not what you're yeah. you're saying is you're not feeling safe yeah so it doesn't matter if yeah. probably, maybe they're gaslighting you maybe they're just assholes i you know who knows but yeah. either way not good. Yeah. it's not it's not a, a good sign if the conclusion is you're spinning in this place of anxiety and oh my god i don't feel safe do i trust them is this you yeah. know you know that's a, that's not a good sign
2: yeah that makes sense thank but, you no, it is. Yeah. Thank you. I think a lot of
1: people have that.
2: I know. I think, like, I do agree with the men part. Like, it's just, I mean, I, again, like, I don't want to make it a gender thing, but it, it is what it is. Like, as women, we kind of question ourselves a lot and whether we deserve to kind of raise our voice and address something or are we being too much? Like, yeah.
0: I think, if, I think it's like, if you think you're being too much, like they're too little. Honestly, yeah, that's should I. I feel like that's
2: yeah. been popping up, and I think it's good.
1: Yeah, or it's not a match, or it doesn't matter. It's, it's just not gonna work.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that realization comes so late. But yeah, I think like just
1: if only we could predict
2: the future, so much easier. No, but just next time, listen to your gut, and it'll come sooner. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like... yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Um, well, thank you for asking. Yes, thank you. you. Bye. Okay, let's move on from this.
2: How do you
0: know whether you're fully in love or you just feel attached to someone? If that's how you're feeling, that you're feeling attached, I think you're not in love with them. I think you know when you're in love with someone. That's my opinion. He'll probably um, say something else, but that's you're not. If that's how you're feeling, whoever wrote that, I don't think when you're in love with someone, you know it. It's like in terms of that? what
1: um, did you say? I'm reading someone else. Oh, okay. Question. Um, I don't know. It sounds very fairy y to me, like attachment versus love. What is love? I don't know what the f- What does love mean? I don't know. I mean, I I think love is like so commercialized, commodified, and like fantastical. I, I mean, I think it really just depends on individuals. Like some people are attached, like. But I'm a romantic. I feel like you're Okay.
0: Not. Someone's asking about the attachment style. Is that that book?
1: Yeah. I, I know like what you romance. Mean.
0: I know what you I mean. Like, what is lit love? And I know what you mean. Given. Okay. I
1: want, I want to be wined and dined, and I like to be romantic too.
0: All right, so there's still hope for you.
1: Thoughts on uh, forgiveness, or when to stop forgiving a partner? Or, I mean, forgiveness is a part of all relationships. Yeah. Like friends, family, even my dog. Like, I have to forgive the fact that she barks sometimes and it's really fucking annoying. But I love her. <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah, forgiveness, you just, you have to, even when you don't want to sometimes, that's just how, as humans, we have to do it.
1: Yeah, part of love is forgiveness, but then sometimes we forgive too much.
0: I agree, you don't want to become a doormat.
1: No, so you just want to be aware of having some boundaries about what you're willing to forgive and what's necessary for your own safety emotionally in your relationships, but it's part of relationships. How can I get over being discarded as a person when someone decides it's easier to ghost me? I mean, it sucks. I don't know. Go see someone else. I mean, it's just, it it feels like shit. But the one thing that's kind of, which I find funny sometimes is, you know the memes that are like, it's a gift when they ghost you. It's not a fucking gift. I've never seen that meme. It's like literally somebody punches you in the face and... People are memeing and saying, It's a gift that no, you got this. No. Or like, now you know. And it's like, Well, yeah, sure. I mean, now I don't have to deal with their bullshit. But like it I think hurts. it's I
0: think it's that also it's not a gift. Don't sometimes people then can come back around. I had a girlfriend with a hem too. And it's like if someone no. goes to you and does that once, do not Mm-mm. engage with them again.
1: No, but it's not a gift, and ghosting sucks, and it feels bad, and you just kind of have to work through it. But the last thing you want to do is obsess over it, reread text messages, become a detective, review text messages with your friends, analyze this person. No, no, do not, don't do that. I want to be a detective. Well, that's different for murder. Right, right, okay. Very different. No, but it's true. (laughs) Although ghosting is, in one way, a murder of a relationship.
0: Well... Not really. Not, not like. Not really if it wasn't ever a relationship.
1: True. Do your best not to obsess. If you obsess, yeah. you're obsessing about your own lack of desirability um, because this person has defined themselves and they're not interested. And if you're looking for a connection, the more you spend time on people who have told you behaviorally or verbally that they're not interested, the more time you spend on your on being rejected. So don't do it. Date other people those memes really drive me crazy. I have no like, idea you have what you're talking s- about. You need have to- people seen those memes? Does, does Somebody know say you've seen those memes.
0: Maybe they mean a gift like this. Person sucks. Like you don't have to. I I've never.
1: Right. But like no no
0: I agree I've never seen that kind of meme.
1: No no that's like my trauma. I'm stronger because of my trauma. It's like no no actually that's not the way trauma works.
0: <laughs> well sometimes that's true but it doesn't no. mean oh I'm so happy it happened. No
1: yeah no uh. Uh-uh. Uh, how do you let yourself be vulnerable when a relationship is clearly healthy? Oh, there's always a thought that it will go wrong. Well, I mean, it could it could go wrong.
0: Right. That's more <laughs> so you're just going to de-
1: catastrophize yeah. more. No, I mean, I think the reality is is that our adult relationships are insecure. Things go wrong. But if you want the relationship to go right, which I don't even want to say, but if you want it to go well and be satisfying, you do have to be vulnerable. So and that's
0: scary for people that, that is have been very hurt.
1: Scary. Yeah. I would rather say do shut.
0: No, I get...
1: I guess. personal get, anecdote?
0: No, I mean, I, get what they're, I think it's really hard to be vulnerable it if is. you've really been hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like some people would just rather not engage in that way because it was just too painful. But this person is asking, how can they be vulnerable in a healthy relationship? I'm assuming then they're used to unhealthy relationships, so they don't know how to keep a healthy relationship going, maybe, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people don't.
1: I also think the word vulnerable is kind of like passion. Like, I... It's so overused at this point. You use
0: like, it all the time. <gasps> Are you vulnerable? Oh Do you feel vulnerable?
1: Jesus <laughs> well, because vulnerable could mean self-disclosure, which I don't necessarily mean when I mean vulnerable. But vulnerable, to me, is about feeling something in the context of a relationship. Like a feeling. Like, I'm excited for this person to come home. like ex- uh, Or to see them or whatever. Or opening yourself up to laughing uncontrollably with somebody. Or if you're feeling anxious, sharing it with them, that kind of stuff. So I think also, like, what does vulnerability mean to you? How do you communicate that? It doesn't always have to involve when I was five, this happened kind of thing. And I think that's really a big challenge, especially for people who have been hurt, is that it can be really hard to open ourselves up to a feeling, to feel something for somebody again, especially after we've been hurt. So, uh, yeah, if you're struggling with that, That's something that you want to work through, especially if you've found somebody that you're really connecting with. Um, But give yourself permission to take it slow. I I mean, it's not a it's not a race to finish line. You can take it slow, and I would tell them you can say, "I was hurt in the past, and it's hard for me to be vulnerable, but this feels really great for me." Yeah. Do you want me to write your... Do you want, just give me his number? Oh gosh. I'll talk here to him. we
0: go. No, it's. I think it's really hard for me. It's yes, what you were saying, but also I don't want to rely on someone that then suddenly not going to be there. Like I have that worry where it's mm. like, oh, I, I'm get used to them and rely on them, and and yeah. now they're not here, and I'm crying. Risk. And yeah, now I'm just. It's back. a risk. It could yeah. happen. Yeah.
1: This is the reality. But if you want a no relationship risk, again, no you have to. Yeah. yeah. You have to face that that could happen.
0: Yeah should I not reach out to a former date who is having poor mental health? Oh, it depends on like if you want a response. If It sounds like this is someone who's going to respond to you and if you really don't want to and feel like it's going to open up some bad door, I wouldn't, right? You're just ignoring that.
1: I mean, if you're dating somebody and they're having mental health issues, you know, reach, reach out. This was a former date. But a former date, I don't know. It depends if you want to just say, hey, hope you're doing okay. But also they may not want to hear from you uh, I think you're going to have to use your best judgment.
0: I th- They may want to hear from you. Or they may.
1: That's why I said. Reach out. Be nice. But nice it's thing, hard.
0: I get what you're... It sounds like this person, though, it's like... Are, if you think you're going to... If it's going to open some door that I'm feeling you don't want to open, I would just not... I would let it be.
1: This question is a good one. Okay. When your partner is angry, what's the best way to respond without feeding the emotion?
0: I would say leave. I go, <laughs> like, I don't... I don't... He like it's always, over. He always... No, no, not not leave the relationship. I would just... Maybe go outside.
3: Oh. Like they just uh, maybe okay.
0: need some space. I mean, some I don't mean back up your backs. She's always saying that's End just, the relationship. just go. It's over. <laughs> Sometimes when you're worried about what to say or what to do, things can come out wrong and maybe just go outside for a walk or yeah. take a moment, you know, listen to a podcast, listen to music, just just take like an hour breather, right? I think yeah. that's
1: don't yeah. You? I mean, you may have to give them space. It yeah. also depends on the person. I mean, you can ask them when you're angry. What do you what can I do for you? And they we'd be like, nothing. Leave me alone. And then you're like, OK. And I that's why I said go for alone. a walk. Right. Or they might be like, <laughs> can you just do this thing for me? I'm really stressing out. Blah, blah, blah. And then you can do that thing, hopefully, for them. But I see many couples who have partners that are in a bad mood mm-hmm. or angry and they like take it personally. Um, I've done that before in the past, and it's hard when you live do with that. somebody. Yeah, and if they're having a bad week or month or six months, or in a depressive. Or six years. Or six years. Oh it may God. be time to go. It may be time, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, it can be really hard to tolerate someone else's mm-hmm. anger. I think anger for people is really hard to deal with, um, to accept in others and in themselves. But yeah, I think space is always a good thing. But I, I think this is something that you want to openly ask mm-hmm. your partner. And also, what do you need? When oh, you're that's angry? a
0: good point. Someone's saying you have to acknowledge their anger. Yeah, it's true. You don't want to just be like, I'm leaving goodbye. But it's, it's like, I can see you're angry and I'm yeah. going to give you some space and I'll be outside. And if, if they say, no, I want you to stay, then you can stay. But I, it's like you said, everyone is different. But I do think that's very important. What that person said is that you have to acknowledge what your partner's feeling. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I see you're angry, I'm leaving, goodbye. You know, it's just, I can yeah, see you're angry. <laughs> I mean, like what I would say. You know, yeah. like, I'm going to go watch Dexter and be by myself.
1: I'm going to go plan your murder. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, I will be at the Home Depot looking <laughs> for shovel. shovels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes, though, if someone's angry and you say, I can notice that you're angry, they're going to say, I'm not angry.
0: Well. I'm fine. That sounds like something you would do.
1: I don't, I don't get angry. I'm full of love and kindness and compassion. That's no, what I mean. It's very dependent um, on this yeah, person. Yeah, it's dependent on the person. My ex used to be like that. He would be in a bad mood, and I would, you know, being the therapist that I am, I'd be like, it seems like you're angry right now. And he would be like, I'm not angry. Yeah,
0: and it seems like you <laughs> should so have gone I, for a walk.
1: Well, I mean, after a while, I learned, you know, I'm just not going to engage when he's angry. Right. But so you really have to – it depends on the person.
0: I think I – th- I'm feeling from that question, I think most people, like, if it's some kind of explosive anger, people need a breather – Acknowledge mm. it and then, you know, talk about it once things have cooled down.
1: Yeah. How do you convince or talk about going to oh, therapy with your okay. partner?
0: Well, what is um, I don't know. I
1: really like this one just because I think there's so much kind of shit about that uh, out there what do you mean about therapy with a partner about couples going to therapy is that usually there's one partner who's really resistant who doesn't want to go and then there's one partner who really wants to go but doesn't want to go unless their partner says they want to go and it becomes this really annoying dynamic and i i had that experience in my last relationship and you know sometimes one person's simply not going to prioritize therapy and you have to be the one if you want to to make the appointment and go and drag them in um, every time I see a couple, not every time, but most of the times there's always one person that's like, I just don't, I don't they think don't, this is going to be helpful.
0: They don't want to be there.
1: I struggle talking about myself. So it's not a prerequisite. Both people don't have to go make the appointment, drag them kicking and screaming.
0: Now, do you think people should see like a neutral therapist or a therapist they've already seen? I always feel like that would be hard. Like if someone was like, oh, you're, I want you to come see my therapist, that the therapist would be on their side. Um, And not mine. Does does that
1: make sense? Yeah, I think it depends. But uh, if you can, yeah, find a therapist that's separate. But, like, I see individuals, and I'll invite their partner to a session or two. Right. Um, But for, like, ongoing couples stuff, you want to— I feel like a neutral may be better. to do that, but that's not to say that if you have a great relationship with an individual therapist, that you shouldn't also bring your partner in for whatever. Also, could just go to therapy. Some people are like it's too soon. Was I talking about this with you Mm-mm.
0: the other day? Who people was I talking about? Too this? soon. I was in therapy when I was five. <laughs> so too soon. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know. Um, what.
1: No, I mean like if someone's in a relationship that's only like five or six oh, months, they're oh, like it's oh, too soon. you shouldn't have to go. I mean, maybe if it's a couple of months uh, and you're having drop dead, drop down, drop whatever. Drop if you're having a lot of conflict <laughs> and you're screaming and yelling, you know, maybe, maybe not a that's good
0: not the relationship for you. I'm but sorry. Anyways,
1: but but you will go to therapy. There's no too soon. Even if you think it's going nowhere and you don't want to put the effort or time in, go to therapy. The worst case scenario is the therapist will help you break up, which is a really, really, really helpful. I mean, there's I wouldn't wait. Just go. If you're thinking hmm, this could be helpful, go. And, um, yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's it.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, BBHBU. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.